Hello, and welcome to the Robinson ISD Treasure Tuesday podcast, where you will be hearing from our Treasure Tuesday session presenters as they dive deeper into the session content that they have shared during Treasure Tuesday. You will also hear from different guests on a variety of educational topics and instructional tools and resources that help to enhance the classroom learning environment. Be sure to subscribe to the channel in your favorite podcast player so you won't miss an episode and check out all the links and resources that will be provided for you in the show notes below. All right, let's sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Robson ISD, so welcome to another Treasure Tuesday podcast. So we're going to be talking with the presenters and the people who attended CAST. It was a science conference uh, this year, and I'm here with Leslie Rowe, who's going to be hosting this uh, podcast with me, and the presenters, Carl Hahnemann and Cheryl McNew, who attended CAST this year, and, and they were also presenters at our current or our recent Treasure Tuesday podcast. So hey, guys, thank you for coming out today. We're excited to be here. Thank you for hosting us today for our Treasure Tuesday Science Podcast. So I want to ask this question, CAST. So for those who have never been to CAST, what is CAST? So now we're talking C-A-S-T, correct? Correct. Okay, so what is CAST? It is a conference for science teachers, and uh, we have surrounding schools that come in and contribute and we have uh, speakers that come in, typically very well-known speakers that are popular in the ed tech world will come and be your, your mainstay speaker. And uh, classroom teachers will come and share their tips and techniques that they have in the classroom, along with vendors, too, that typically that you're um, like the science chicks we sometimes are the uh, science penguin things like that they'll also be in our exhibit halls and you get to see them and they'll they'll have sessions but we typically find um that we enjoy our sessions where we have just you know people like ourselves that are coming in and saying i tried this and this is working for me this is a concept that we've applied in our in our classroom and uh so it's just it's just um a group of science educators all coming together and and sharing the things that are working in their classrooms and tools that they're using and along with uh, science tips and techniques. So today we have uh, Cheryl McNew and Carl that will be sharing their Treasure Tuesday presentation and some other tips that they've gotten from CAS. Uh, we'll start off with Cheryl McNew, letting her share her tips. And so Cheryl, share with us your greatest takeaway that you found at CAST at the uh, conference. And, um, and tell us a little bit how you've implemented in your classroom or how you feel like it could be used in the science environment. Okay, um, thank you for having me. Um, I attended several workshops at CAST, and one that really stuck out was the climate change workshop that I attended, and it was uh, presented by United Scientific Supplies out of Illinois, and um, I found it very interesting, the different views of, of what scientists have on climate change, and uh, we actually had a discussion about climate change in the workshop, and there were several people very against it and says that it, it does not exist. And then there were several people that, you know, were 
agree with climate change and that it is being uh, caused by humans on the earth. And so I found that very interesting. 99% um, of the time when you uh, look up scientific evidence of climate change, it does show that humans are causing that. Mm. So um, it was interesting to see other scientists that don't agree with that. But uh, anyway, what we did was a iceberg melting lab. And I did bring that back to my classroom because we were doing uh, renewable and non-renewable resources. And we were talking about solar energy and wind energy and all that stuff. So I wanted to do something on climate change. Um, the modeling of the iceberg lab, what we did was we had a cup of salt water and a cup of fresh water, and we melted ice cubes. And the question was, will an ice cube melt faster in salt water or fresh water? And I did a, you know, we, we presented the question and they came up with their hypothesis. And most of the kids thought it would melt faster in the salt water because uh, they put salt on roads when it's icy. And oh, that was their yeah. thinking Which behind that. Which was smart that. of them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, so when we did the lab, they were all quite surprised at the results because it does melt faster in the fresh water than the salt water because uh, the salt water is so much more dense. Mm -hmm. And the cold fresh water melting from the ice cube just insulates that ice cube even more and keeps it from melting. So it, in the discussion with climate change in the workshop, he talked about how glaciers are melting, but it's causing that cold water to sit on top of the ocean and therefore cause a lot of different climate change throughout the world. And um, I don't want to go into all that, but um, it was a very interesting workshop, and I really enjoyed that. So that was one of my major takeaways at CAST. That sounds a lot of fun for our students. You know, here in Central Texas, we, do, we don't really understand no. cold and ice and melting and that it's, it continues to be cold. And so to be able to have a hands-on experiment and to look at it and to have someone to be able to talk about the differences, that's, that's wonderful. And explain it. And explain and it. And you can go to the uh, United Sci Plus, which is unitedsciplus.com. Uh, website and go to the teacher resource lab and uh, use CAST 219 and the password is CAST 219 and the whole lesson plan and all the explanations are in there and the whole report from the IPCC is in there about climate change and it's it's a 34 page report but I was looking over it and it is very interesting to see how they you, we don't want it to rise any more than 1.5 degrees Celsius. So it's what happens when it does and when it will, mm -hmm. which it probably will. And mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, our kids are interested in today because they hear about it. They mm -hmm. hear about it in the news mm -hmm. and then, of course, at school. And so to have a hands-on experiment like that to understand is very valuable. Yeah. Yes. And that when we did that lab in class, we uh, I had the People magazine with Greta Thunberg on it, mm -hmm. a person of the year. Mm -hmm. and we discussed that and it just led into a lot of different things and I just encourage the kids I'm like educate yourself find websites that are neutral find scientific evidence of it 
to help you learn about it. So anyway, that's, that's what we That's awesome. About. And that's the conversation we want to have in science. We want it to be relevant. We want them to have an opportunity to think on their own and find resources, just like you suggested, and come up with their own thoughts and decisions and, and where they stand on it. So mm-hmm. that's excellent. I love that. So great job. Great job. Yes, Thank you. All right, Carl, would yes. you like to share with us your findings that you found at CAST? Absolutely. Um, I went to a challenge site workshop, and challenge site uh, primarily is using Google Sites uh, to have an outside of the classroom uh, experience with science. A um, few of the uses uh, that they set up on this Google site, uh, you could launch a certain unit, you know, kind of kick it off. Uh, you can review past units uh, that you have already covered. Um, this particular school, I think it was Plano ISD, uh, one of their inter- intermediates really focused on par- uh, parental involvement. And uh, what it does is, you know, every week they would post a certain challenge. And for science, it was more of a, you know, here's this lab activity for you to do at your home with your parents. Now, granted, it was. You know, fourth graders, so yes, uh, parental supervision was definitely a must and proper safety gear and whatnot. Um, But they would actually take a video of this, whether it's on their iPad or their phone, and they would be able to upload it to this Google site so uh, the teacher could see it, other students could see it, um, and then they would get some sort of reward for that. A couple of things that I took away from it, and that'd be very beneficial to not just science, but, I mean, English, history, is, you know, that outside of the classroom activities, you know, especially getting the parents involved. Parents can see what they're learning. Um, And for science, it's just a fun activity to, you know, gives the students an opportunity to teach the parents. And, you know, they say you have your students teaching somebody else. It helps ingrain it in their uh, memory even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some reminders, you know, that safety, the adult supervision, they did need to talk about what they observed and make, make sure that they take safe risks. And the instructor actually did say, you know, sometimes it didn't, the <laughs> experiment did not actually work, but they still uploaded it. But it offered a chance for a classroom discussion on, you know, well, what might have happened here, you know, and so on. Um, but they did have it laid out, uh, kind of like a rubric. You need to make sure you talk about what you observe. Uh, you need to discuss your materials needed, your procedures, um, and what was the outcome of the experiment? What did you learn from the experiment? And they called it watch it, try it, and explain it. That's, uh, for the fourth grade, uh, the teachers, uh, the two co-teachers actually did a video of them conducting the experiment and then the fourth graders would go home on the weekend conduct that experiment with their uh, parents upload it to the google site and there it goes and you could do that through a google form on the google site still trying to figure out the ins and outs of that part but um, they also stressed um, allow the students to find demonstrations or uh, lab experiments for you to try and for you to put on the Google site for them to try out. Uh, I think that was, they said it was more of an excuse so that they could get permission to try the experiment on their own at home with their parents. 
but reward ideas, uh, what they did, they if you uploaded your video and did the ex um, experiment, whether it was, you know, whether you got it right or wrong, your name was put in a basket. And I think they were on a six week, every six weeks they would, you know, draw a few names from the basket and you would have like maybe a pizza party or donut party uh, for those kids that participated in it. So it's in no way, shape, form in this uh, <coughs> application. It wasn't necessarily mandatory for the kids to do it. Um, and I was sitting at a, a wonderful table of uh, junior high teachers, and we all started, you know, brainstorming how else can we use it? How else can we use this? And me and this other teacher, we started thinking about, you know, eighth grade star test and how possibly we could do a Google site for sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade so that throughout the year, sixth grade could be uploading their videos to this Google mm -hmm. site on one of the pages in the site. Next page, seventh graders could be uploading their videos of their experiments. Eighth grade could be uploading their experiments. So there's a big, you know, not just eighth grade collaboration, but, you know, across the board. So my eighth graders could actually go back to sixth grade and seventh grade. I'm just a reminder, hey, I remember doing that lab. Mm -hmm. I remember that experiment. So whenever it comes to uh, taking the STAR test, you know, they can, it's a nice little hands-on review for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and learning from their peers, too. That is yes. always a great way for the mm -hmm. kids to learn when they see other kids, you know, explaining it. When they're explaining, it makes sense to them. They just, they seem to uh, retain it much better sometimes than the way we put it. Mm -hmm. and, so. I, and I think it's a good way to start getting, I mean, at that sixth grade level, getting, you know, kids excited about, you know, what's coming up next year. What are they going to be getting into next year mm -hmm. or even the following year for eighth grade? Um, so it you know really triggers that excitement to I cannot wait to get to the junior high level or seventh grade. I can't wait to get to the eighth grade level so we could be doing this experiment and this experiment. It just builds upon itself, mm -hmm. and I love it that it's that it's you know getting kids outside and it's hands on and it's going outside of the classroom and that's what we want them to find too about their learning is that it's just not right inside the four walls. Your mm -hmm. learning is extended into your world, and so I think that's a great application too. Lots of connections going on. Mm -hmm. So is this a particular site that uh, has suggestions, or do you develop it on your own? It's just you a, a create, template? Yeah, you, you create, create it. The site. Mm -hmm. um, so it could go along with your unit of study. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I've got one in the making that I'm hoping to implement next week. Um, try to start, start small, mm -hmm. get bigger, and grow mm -hmm. it as I go. But you use the criteria of watch it. Try it mm -hmm. and explain it. Uh, the explain mm -hmm. it is very important because I mean mm -hmm. you you can just follow the procedures and then be done with it. But I, I want to know what you gathered from that procedure, from that experiment, or that demonstration. Absolutely, yeah. Another uh, thing that my table group got into was the uh, extension and enrichment phase because I think all teachers have you know a couple kids that I mean they get it, they know it. I grasp the content, and now what? And we say, well, hey, check the challenge site. And it's not just, you don't have to make just one Google site. You can have a Google site for the weekly challenges. You can have a Google site for your enrichment and extension. Uh, you can have a Google site for reviewing past units or future units. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, with Google sites, there's, I mean, the world is 
uh, well open to you. Mm-hmm. And you're correct. It remains then a guide for them to review if they mm-hmm. need to go back and relook over. Maybe if they didn't quite master a, a skill or concept, then they have a tool at their disposal of being able to one, listen to other students talk about it and then be able to view it and uh, listen to explanations. I think that's a great idea. And then to create it into a, a um, reward system in a way that you're encouraging them to uh, try it. So I, I like that idea. We had, we had a lot of good conversations in that workshop. There was a high school teacher that um, she was talking about what they do as, as a high school as a whole, freshman to senior year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they keep a Google site and they use that as a portfolio for freshman year, sophomore year, all throughout the year. And she said that she's had a lot of, uh, her students have had a lot of success using that portfolio mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Uh, for college sub- submission. I was about to say that that's, that's new now is that your digital portfolios coming from your school is now being used for some of your mm-hmm. evidence for acceptance mm-hmm. into universities. And so that's, that's awesome. Especially we have, in the science field and you have uh, someone absolutely. going into that area so so them learning about the different things whether it's melting ice caps or being able to utilize those different extension strategies or or a strategy website that you have out there i mean that's like i said building those connections are is something that we strive here at robson i see to do a lot and so trying to prepare our students for the world that that, that you know that's out there so a lot uh, of the vendors <clears throat> are um high school teachers some of the the workshops are from high school teachers but then a lot of them are also from college professors and then from the workforce so uh, like one of the workshops i went to was called need and that stands for national energy education development and it was all about educating us on energy and if you go to need dot uh, need dot org org Um, there are tons of free resources for teachers and it's all about they have the whole lesson plans and they'll include um, they'll align it by state uh, teaks and grade level and it goes from the primary all the way up to secondary and it has tons of lessons in there and it was we did about six different hands-on experiments uh, for all about energy force in motion and things like that. And um, so it was it was very interesting about, from that point of view of a, a professional out in the workforce doing workshops for teachers. Mm-hmm. So it's very practical. It's what we need yeah. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Our key speaker this year was George Kuros and we here in Robinson are very lucky that we've had an up close and personal uh, opportunity to meet him. And so it was fun, fun to see him there. And so you have, we have key speakers that come and share their innovative ideas mm. that we have for science. But um, it's a great opportunity, and we are very thankful that we get to attend. This has been a great conversation about our CAST conference. Well, I think it's great, too, that we let the kids have a little insight as to who we are makes us relevant to them and human and so just to kind of and then the fact that you like science I think that comes across in the classroom and Carl I know Carl likes to do lots of things outside he's a he's a kayaker and a Mm -hmm. hiker and a camper and so it doesn't surprise me at all that his favorite takeaway from Cass was the challenge ideas that you can take those with you and do those at home and and start it here and then further your your um 
information and education. I like to tell my students, science is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. you need to live that. You need to live a science lifestyle. There you go. And I love you're that. You're always learning new things. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh Absolutely. And all, there's so much revolves around mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's just yeah. all encompassing. Well, all right. So, hey, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out and talking with us this afternoon. And thank you for having us. Yes. I mean, very great conversation that we had. Thank you, uh, Leslie, for co-hosting uh, today's conversation. And, uh, Everything that they talked about, you you can see in our show notes. We'll have that uploaded, and we'll have that out to you on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to today's Treasure Tuesday podcast. And make sure that you check out the show notes below for any information that was shared during today's podcast. And also make sure to subscribe to this channel so that way you are able to catch all the upcoming episodes in the Robson ISD Treasure Tuesday podcast.